0: Oh, what it is. It's been a while, hadn't it? Been a whole damn oh. summer, jerk.
1: Some say it hasn't been enough time.
0: Oh. Would you be one of those? Next question. Welcome back for another season of The Pycnologist, the only unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, and most importantly, commercial Free Sharks podcast. It's part of Teal Town USA. We're not here to sugarcoat the Sharks hockey, people. We are not beholden to any network. And unless somebody backs up a bring truck, we are not going to be crowing and barring and crowbarring, if you will, in commercials. Nope. We're not doing it. Dangle, I love you, buddy. But, woof, man, does it, it hurt to see you just crowbar that stuff
1: and stamps.com uh, you're one and only <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you appreciate that help us remain commercial free by using the super chat option during the live shows or better yet donate using Venmo and find us at Teal Town USA but remember if you're new to the cast like and subscribe to the YouTube channel leave your take in the comment section if you're not with us in the live chat and if you're audio only on your favorite podcast app tap that subscribe button and if you're down for that 24 7 Sharks talk, hit up the jerkman, hockey underscore jerk 10 at gmail.com to secure your very own Discord invitation. Hey, now. Ooh. All right, so let's go. Uh, the Sharks finished last season with 60 points, seventh in the Pacific Division, 29th in the league, and just as the Vegas odds makers said they would. That was amazing. They nailed it. They said they'd finish 29th. Boom. Well, guess what? Ozmakers, the athletic, and nearly every hockey podcast, publication, sports book is placing the Sharks to finish dead last, as if you can't tell by the thumbnail. (laughs) So if you can't be first, be the worst. Am I right? Uh, But the uh, contradictory part of all of this is that the Sharks are actually projected to finish with more points this season, yet do worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Yeah, we're, I didn't. I, did, I didn't. hear that part. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna try to figure out the math on that. So strap in. We got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, in in what must be the 127th shark season preview that has been released over the last four months. So, I mean, the cup odds initially came out right after the cup was handed out, right? Sure. And so. Initially, it had a race for the bottom between Chicago, Montreal, and Philly, along with San Jose, all at 150 to 1. Anaheim and Arizona at 125 to 1. Columbus at 100 to 1. Those numbers have changed a little bit. Uh, But as of this week, of the eight major sports books, one had the Ducks finishing worse than the Sharks. One had the Flyers finishing worse than the Sharks. Uh, One has the Sharks tied with Montreal for the worst. And four have the Sharks tied with Anaheim and Montreal for the worst. Uh, the top sports book has uh, the finishing at the bottom, setting the over/under at sixty-six and a half for San Jose last season. Again, finished with sixty points. Again, how do you get more points and finish worse? We'll we'll get into how the uh, oddsmakers have the divisions finishing up a little bit later. Um, right now, just at the top of this, Chief. If the over under is 66 and a half on points, where are you putting? Where, where, where's where's your money going?
1: You know, I think this might put me in the minority, minority here. here. I, I actually, actually think the Sharks can clear 66 points. And, 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 and let, let me tell you why. You why. So, so last year, last year I, I believe you kind of championed this stat. So, championed so you all people should know the reference. reference. The Sharks uh, <laughs> lost after leading or being, being tied in the, the third period, period. I believe it was 31 times, times is that correct?
0: <laughs> Somewhere in that ballpark. I know it was an ungodly amount. So, so could you not say then, just, just based on law of averages, of, could the of averages, could you not say the fact, the fact that the goaltending, goaltending is, is the same? And yes, yes I understand the defense,
1: defense is much, much, much worse. But, much worse, but could you, you not say that law of averages, averages the goaltending def- is uh, the same? The offense, I think, is better than it was 12 months ago. Could you not say comfortably that some of those 31 losses might end up holding on and being a win or at the very least overtime win?
0: I could see that. I think by that, I think what I'm trying to say is that the Sharks, Sharks are going to accidentally win a lot of games this year.
1: And what I, mean, what I mean by that is, you know, I, I think the Sharks are going to score a good amount of goals. Not anything that's super remarkable compared to playoff teams, but remarkable for where they are in the standings. I think they're going to score a good amount of goals. And
0: all it takes is for one of the two goalies to get hot and all of a sudden you're,
1: you're you know, you're, you're on a little, little run. run. Not, not a run, run to, make to make the playoffs, playoffs but a run, a run to kind of take yourself out of the lottery, so to speak.
0: Um, I'm trying like to I figure said, out... I'm, I think I'm just sure to actually,
1: actually win a lot of, lot of games, of games
0: here. this year. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. The In the chat, it says you're echoing, and I'm not sure why, because I, didn't, I haven't changed any settings from the last time we've done this, which was fine. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, yeah I, I just listened to the live feed. I am echoing. I think I figured it out. Let me know if I figured it out, everybody.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, you know what? That's the that's why we're still here for the preseason, people. That's that's why we're still here for the preseason. I think I figured it out. My bad. That's yeah, on me, guys. That's on me. I mean,
1: I, I mean, I didn't want to. T- I mean, I I didn't want to get into it, but you know, they actually let me do the podcast from the top of the new Vegas
0: Sphere. Sphere. <laughs> the, so, and when you're in that type of a scenario, echo happens. Uh, yeah. dude, they scored first 43 times at one sixteen 16 of those games.
1: Right. And the... I just listened. Now we're all good, by the way. Sorry.
0: Beautiful. Had the lead total 55 times. They lost 35 of those games.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like to me, the law of averages says that with a, an offense that's better than it was 12 months ago, some of those games you're going to accidentally win.
0: <laughs> I just love the fact that they're going to back into a win. You know, it's going to be completely by accident. <laughs>
1: Just you wait, dude. Just you fricking wait.
0: Oh, I know. So shark camp began on the 21st. And of course the big piece of news that came out, (laughs) Logan Couture week to week, hoping to be ready by the first game of the season. Uh, so yes, shark's going to shark. This is the way that we all expected it to go. Uh, as it stands right now, with the, uh, opening night five or four nights away now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, uh, Couture right now doubtful to play, but hey, stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he gets the uh, the somebody comes along with the uh, with the. You know what he probably needs the another COVID shot. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, during the preseason, the Sharks went two, three, and one. Picked up bizarrely enough, dude. How the hell do you win both games against the reigning champs, but you drop two to Anaheim, like the team that you're expected to. be at a race at the bottom with and i know preseason means fuck all you're just looking at certain things i just the that's literally the answer (laughs) (laughs) but it's just so funny to see you know what i'm saying it's oh well it's like
1: and and you know here's the thing like you know kind of on top of what you're just talking about you know i i i don't think it's any secret you know i i i've been known to dabble in the sports gambling here now and again big fan of it uh, as one and, tends
0: to do when you live that close.
1: Well, you know, if you can believe it, I actually do all of my sports gambling from the comfort of my own home.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: And, uh, so... You
0: live at the Bellagio? No, oh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, you know, all, all all three million of us who live in Clark County, we live on the Strip. Um, <laughs> so, as much as I am into sports gambling, I thought it was really interesting that you saw a lot of the talking heads handicapping preseason nhl games and my immediate thought is like okay guys what are we doing here like i love i love to gamble as much as the next guy but is pre handicapping preseason nhl like is that not a bit of an extreme i mean like the rosters are so out extreme
0: stupid yeah
1: like the you know just the rosters are so out of whack and you know like you're playing the same games or the same teams, like at weird times, you know, like the Sharks, I believe the Sharks had a game three consecutive days and it was like a different roster every night, you know, so <laughs> it's like, how do you handicap that? You know what I mean? And, you know, they found a way and, and, and whatever. I guess if people want, if, if people want money, more power to them, but I don't know. I, I, I think I'll be totally honest with you. And I get it, right? Like hockey's back and you're juiced and it's awesome, right? But I could not give a shit about preseason because there's just – there's no stakes. You know what I mean?
0: No stakes, but you get to see a little bit of uh, – a little bit of a lot. <laughs> or I should say yeah. a lot of a little bit. But, I mean, dude, the first game, Henry Thrun immediately comes to mind, right? Two goals and an assist. Right. Hot. I mean,
1: it, it it helps when you have – in on the front of young rookies like you're talking about, it helps when you have something to be excited at the prospect of. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like, oh, I forget it's like, oh, Capo Kakinen had a shutout. And I'm like, all right, yeah, against an AHL team. Like
0: Yeah. Whoop-de-doo.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: But you had to at least enjoy what you saw with Thrun. Uh yeah. to the the chemistry that seems to be continuing from Borderlo and Eklund. Oof. I just think it's it it's it's nice
1: to see guys who were drafted so high. I mean Guys in general, but specifically guys drafted high, to begin to make an impact and started and sort of push guys out of out of the lineup. I mean, you go back to the million and one shows we did last year, and I said, you know, a guy like Lindblom has had a terrible year, but you know what? He's a bounce back candidate. And then Thomas Bordalo
0: says, "Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) And you know, I think to a certain extent, Lindblom said, I don't think so.
1: Right. And so I just think it's, you know, it, it's encouraging and it's nice to see kind of I don't want to say the light at the end of the tunnel, but to see that the fruits of the Sharks labor when it comes to being completely god awful, um, you know, they're starting to bear. And, and you have young guys pushing, you know, older guys out of the lineup and, and you know, taking away roster spots and, and sticking around. And I, I really like it. And, and it feels different than, you know. A few years ago, when it was like, "Yeah, Daniil, your Tykin is gonna be with Couture," you know, like it feels a lot better than that felt.
0: Oh, there was another name. There was your uh, Leon
1: Leon Bergman.
0: Yeah, no, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. But but that it, is a one. <laughs> yeah, but oh my God, yeah, your Tykin is in your. Remember tycoon.
1: Ryan Donato? Yeah, remember. Your are too I'm long to get it of... together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There were a couple of those guys where I feel like the Sharks kind of gave up early on them, but whatever.
0: What do you think He's about pissed. the uh, the idea of rolling five forwards as your PP1? Is that not a, a like transparent admission of wow, our back end is bad?
1: No, I actually think it's quite the opposite. I think it's like, hey, you know what? Like goals win in this league, <laughs> and what and what better way to score to win and score goals than to like run it up as much as we can? Like I say, I'm all for the five forwards. You know, I mean, scoring goals and like, you know, that's that's sexy. Like that sells, right? And so, why not, um, help that cause, right? And you know, on on top of that, kind of like we mentioned earlier, the amount of games the Sharks lost last year after being in the lead, a better power play would help you hold on to some of those leads. And Mm -hmm. you know, I understand that this is not the year to try and make the playoffs and try and, you know contend and all that kind of stuff but as ian Reid always says like the rebuild has to be over at some point like getting prospects and draft picks is awesome but if you're not making forward developmental progress then what are you doing right
0: absolutely but <clears throat> excuse me the other thing i look at as well is that they got 191 points from the blue line last season you know well <laughs> they, they won't even get half of that this season i was
1: gonna say that's it well there's half of know. that left
0: I was going to say, according to the numbers,
1: they won't get exactly half of that. Because, you know, that's definitely a very, inf- uh, uh, a very skewed stat. You know, that's that's kind of the stat. That's the that's a stat that your conservative uncle whips out at the dinner table. You know, when you're not in a position to
0: check it. Well, dude, and then finishing 26 in the power play. You would hope that that gets better, and I just want to see growth. Yeah, I mean, if you got five forwards out there it. let's go.
1: I mean, when you here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing about where the sharks are at right now, AJ, is when you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> and every little something seems huge. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I say you take it and you just you you love it as much as you can.
0: Uh, Quinn of course is saying that I know what people are saying about us, but I feel better about this team than last year. Okay. I would agree with that. Um, sure. Although your top two scores are gone and you know, he's, he's being cautiously optimistic and, and I get it because I would say offensively, the team does have depth, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the whole Vegas thing that first year where it's like, they didn't have a, a one, a two, a three and a four line. They just had like four lines of twos. Right. Exactly. You know? So it's like the sharks are maybe trying to emulate that a scoach just a tiny bit. But the other thing of course is being like, what else is he going to say? It's like, if you thought last year was bad, strap the fuck in kids, <laughs> you know? And even the Kings announcers were pointing that out on that last game, where it was just like, he's being cautiously optimistic. What the hell else is he going to do?
1: Well, I think it's also a guy, <laughs> it's a situation where a guy, you know, knows, knows where he's at. Um, in terms of just job security and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think Quinn is pretty secure in his job. He's going to be around for a while, and that that's uh, not really in danger, you know what I mean? If you recall uh, around the time that things started going sideways for Peter DeBoer and it looked like he might get the Spanish Archer, you remember there was one press conference where he was like, yeah, I wouldn't have to play a Tim Heat at forward if I had more guys. <laughs> and, you know, it all kind of fell apart from <laughs>
0: from there (laughs) (laughs) yeah quite the backhanded compliment there
1: yeah well and you know life's a bitch sometimes (laughs) that's
0: what they say well they were the team was dash 82 last year on the goal differential right we love that so 2.84 goals for 3.84 against so you're thinking that what that number skews just just a hair like maybe they're not going to uh give up maybe it's goals against goes from 3.84 to 3.24 and maybe their goals for goes up a couple.
1: No, I think the goals, I think goals against is probably going to be around the same just because, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm <laughs> talking about cautiously optimistic. <clears throat> I am cautiously optimistic about capo Kakanen this year. It, it's been long uh, documented. I am a Kakanen truther. Um, I am optimistic this year just based on. I know I said preseason is stupid, but based on what he did in preseason and also based on the work that he put in over the summer. um, But in spite of all that thing, all that stuff, the defense is as you pointed out, significantly worse than it was last year, stands to reason the well, goals against...
0: offensively, you know, points-wise.
1: You know what? I think a lot of people, and, and I can't say I blame those people, but a lot of people were sleeping on how important Eric Carlson was defensively to this team. And I know that sounds like a joke, but I'm being dead serious. And so I think... You know, with a worse defense, but maybe better goaltending. Maybe those cancel each other out, and the goals against average stays around the same kind of area. But I think, like we talked about before, like if the Sharks score, like goals per game, total goals, like whatever stat you want to throw my way, if the Sharks do not do better than they did twelve months ago, I'll give you five bucks.
0: Oh, always like a crispy fiver. Yeah, um,
1: that's how strongly I feel. I mean, you. You talked about the Vasicus experiment with having four-second lines. The Sharks added like two-second lines through trade and free agency this summer.
0: Yeah, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, offense 25th, defense 30th last season. Um, but, yeah, dude, going to overtime, I think this is a, a big part of what you were saying earlier is they went to overtime 22 times, and they were 6-16. Six and 16. If they can, is- you know... You you pick up a couple, you know, like going back to what you were saying, like that number is really skewed. Like you would think that they're going to at least pick up three or four more wins in those situations.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of averages, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and, it, and it remember, just what it is.
0: Yeah. And, but remember though, three or four more wins, that's only three or four more points. Well, hot damn. Maybe that's why they, they're five points better this season.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying. You know, if if you win, if you win three games and you get two points a win, that pushes you from sixty to sixty six. <laughs> so, you know, I I, I kind of think they were a bit on the nose with that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and they totally struggled five on five, and the big one, of course, only eight home wins last season. The NHL's worst. Love oh that. man. So projected for this upcoming season. Depending on what book you look at or podcast you listen to or whatever, it's between sixty-six and a half and 70 and a half. Uh, Last I looked, you need at least 90 for the playoffs. So um, good luck there, especially when Eric Carlson was in on 43% of the Sharks' goals. <laughs> dude, 200, <Yeah. laughs> dude, 234 <laughs> points last season were scored for the Sharks. If <laughs> Eric Carlson was in on 101 of those. Ah,
1: so and but here's the other thing too: 101 points, right? How many of those goals, how many of those goals happened because of something he did, but he didn't end up on the score sheet for, you know what I mean? Hmm. Whether it's a, a a stretch pass or keeping it in at the blue line, you know, something like that kind of, you know, I know tertiary assists don't exist, but. I think if you really dug into the weeds on it all, you could probably give Carlson, maybe not full credit, but you could give Carlson some props for probably more than just 101 goals.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, playing the Cali teams used to be a gauntlet. Now, for the most part, free money.
1: I was going to say, yeah, it, it's take your six points and be on your way. Yeah. Well, well I shouldn't say that's... six. L- L.A. is, is they're cooking.
0: Yeah, well, I was going to say, we'll get to them as well. Um, but, the, yeah, the Sharks only won 20 percent well 25.8 so you can round it up 26 percent of one goal games so like you're saying the math is going to shake out a little bit better but it was 30 the, that did put them 32nd by a mile mm-hmm. so evidently they won't be as bad this season but only uh what the only ones coming back right couture hurdle vlasic Sturm, LeBanc, ferraro shimmick and Kakman. i mean it's what do a, we? What's
1: the criteria there? Is it like veteran guys?
0: Well, just, I mean, essentially like guys that played any significant time last season. Barabanov. Oh, okay. Uh, you're right. Conin. I know. Well, Conin, didn't he go out in like December?
1: Yeah. I mean, he but, still played 31 games.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's almost half.
0: But either um, way, my, you know, my point being is that like some uh, felt like it's, it's a new group. Yeah. Quite, quite a difference. So coming in. And, uh, I mean, go grab your bag of chips or your popcorn because this is quite the list. Uh, Philip Sedina gets... A- I love that signing. <laughs> dude. Contract terminated by Detroit gets a one-year deal um, for a lot less money. I mean, you talk about this guy is betting on himself. He is, for me, one of the biggest wild cards of this upcoming season.
1: Yeah, I, I think I have a lot of respect for... I have a lot of respect for people who say, hey, you know what? The money's awesome, but I would rather be happy, so why don't you just keep it? I have a lot of respect for those people, and I think th- there's the Sharks have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? If if Zadina doesn't work out, okay, well, all you paid to get him was money, you know? So might as well take the chance on a guy who was drafted sixth overall and see what happens. You know, I, I, hmm. I, I think if the sharks didn't sign him, I would, I would question what they were doing because this guy kind of seems like the perfect signing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, again, this is, uh, I don't know. It, clearly Mike Greer loves him some reclamation project.
1: I mean the whole shark, the sharks entire team is a reclamation project. So. <laughs>
0: I are you going to tell me they're not? No, I was <laughs> going to say, you know, I didn't think about it that way. And that's actually a really, really good way to put it, man. The entire yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: on a macro level. Like, they, yeah. the Sharks are Phillips Adina on a macro level.
0: Uh, and so, of course, the best case scenario is <laughs> he, he plays... The way that he was projected to be when he was taken... What was he taking, like, fifth in the draft or something? I believe he was sixth overall. There you go. So He he
1: famously also, which is one of my favorite stories, famously said that the teams who passed on me are going to regret it when I'm filling their net with goals.
0: <laughs> how so, many goals did he have? Like, six? <laughs> uh, in his NHL
1: career, he's got 28 oh, okay. in, in 190 games. <laughs> so not yet but you know like how many times do we see late bloomers you know what i mean like oh sure again like just you shake the tree and see what happens and again if if it ends up being a bust and all you had to pay was money for him well
0: whatever well that's the thing i mean you think about that deal for Zadina. it's like i mean that just really works out great for the sharks because it's like if if he sucks it's like well, the whole team was gonna suck this year, so big mm-hmm. deal. Like, you know, and it only cost us like what was it, like one point one mil? So not even
1: not even. It's uh oh yeah, you're right, one point one mil, actually. Yeah, okay.
0: So it only cost us that for a season. And if he busts out and by the deadline has twenty-five goals, you're like, Oh, okay, let's uh make a decision here. Are we trading you know, do work on some sort of a deal to get more picks, or is this somebody that is going to be part of the future?
1: Remember, w- remember all last year what I was saying about Timo Meyer, where it's like, where it's like whether he's part of the future or he's a trade ship determines on how close the Sharks think they are. <laughs> I think it's the same thing with Zadina, because I saw somebody in the chat said uh, they're thinking playoffs in twenty twenty five for the Sharks mm-hmm. if the Sharks think, which again is. You know, a little over a year from now, if the Sharks think they can make the playoffs in 2025 and Zadina has a good year, you lock him up, you make him part of your uh, part of the solution.
0: Feel you on that, Ryan says. Uh, Zadina might go down with Alex Daigle when it comes to young guys getting too cocky. I mean, we'll see. I mean, this is this is the year. Be be the guy. I mean, he it's not like he's not going to get a ton of opportunity. Right. So. Let her rip. Uh, Anthony Duclair, Florida gets Steve Lorenz and a 2025 fifth round pick. What do you like about this?
1: I mean, I like just kind of on the surface. I really like the player. I don't think when you're constructing a team, I don't think you can have enough goal scorers. And to get him at, you know, a, a, a bargain, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't that long ago that Anthony Duclair, uh, was getting dealt for significantly more than just Steven Lorenz in a fifth. And, you know, for, on a player perspective, I do like, um, I did like Steven Lorenz. I thought he was probably, probably one of the, probably the underrated player of the year last year. But getting a guy like Duclair, who is a bit more of a special player, and you only had to give up a late round draft pick and a replacement player. Like, I think you make that move every, every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same, the thing with Duclair, it's kind of similar to Zadina, albeit more likely that he's going to play really well. You know, he'll probably get 20 goals and then you have a decision where you say, okay, we're going to trade you away. We're going to get more draft picks and we're going to, you know, keep the good times rolling on, on getting young players or we think we're going to make the playoffs in a year. And you are only 28 years old, 29 at the time of next season starting. Why don't we re-sign you and you be, you know, part of the operation here going forward? <laughs> you know, I think whatever ends up happening, I think is a good play.
0: Uh, Zetterlin two-year extension.
1: I I think that's fine. I I think you know, like people just look at the fact that he had no goals coming to, after coming to the Sharks and say, oh, this guy's terrible. Why did we even keep this guy? But I think. With Zetterland specifically, there's so much nuance, right? Like, he was having a good year with the Devils, right? You're you're having, I mean, I believe it was his, yeah, sophomore season. He had, you know, 20 points in 45 games. And then it says, hey, we're going to trade you to the other conference on a shitty team and, okay, have fun. Like, there's going to be an adjustment period right there, right? And I think, you know... Fresh camp, fresh year, he's going to be here the whole time, more consi- um, consistent linemates, all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's going to, like, explode and do anything super spectacular, 60-point year or anything like that, but I think Zetterlin will be a better player with the Sharks this year than he was in the uh, abbreviated stint uh, to end last year. All
0: right. Um, thank. You. How old is Zadina now? Is uh, Zadina, he was, in, he, was a, he was a
1: 2018, so that would make him... Uh, 24 at year's end. All right. I think my math is right on that one.
0: Ricky saying, I am not. Was it a needle believer. Well, he's got a year to, to make you one. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Jacob Peterson got a one year, two way contract and was put on waivers, sent down to the CUDA. I know you're a Peterson fan. Uh, yep. you know, okay. So 30 seconds, we got to speed this up when it comes to the ins and outs. Uh,
1: I think Peterson probably would have made the team if the Sharks didn't bring in a bunch of quality guys, Duclair, Hoffman, Granlin, that kind of stuff. Um, But I like, you know, getting to sneak him through the AHL. I know some people were saying, oh, who gives a shit? Peterson's whatever. But like, I I think there's some NHL potential there. And so sneaking him through waivers like that's good. He's going to I he's going to blow up the CUDA this year. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, some of these guys get traded. He's going to be right back. So.
0: All right. Here we go. Uh Nathan Todd gets a two-year, two-way contract. He's an AHLer. Same thing with Scott Saberin. Ryan Carpenter uh returns one-year, two-way deal uh was waived and uh down to the CUDA. Uh Giovanni Smith gets a two-year contract. If you if, the funny thing is here, is if you look and then Granlin from Pittsburgh in the Eric Carlson trade, two years left at five million per Mike Hoffman from Pittsburgh in the EK trade, one year left. 4.5 mil per mm-hmm. the, f- and then <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the kid that we got from, um, our what's it? gawanki Gavanka. Gavanka. Okay. See, I'm horrible. Some of these, but two year, two way deal. He's sent down, uh, but he was AHL defenseman of the year last year, I believe. Awesome. So, but, yeah. but my point being, it's like, and then Ruta comes over in the Carlson deal, two years left yes. and Burroughs, Three year contract. Okay, that one's oh you know. It's a choice. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but black blackwood, two-year contract. My point being, it seems pretty obvious that Mike Greer has a three-year plan. <laughs> and we're going into year two. <laughs> well, it
1: also it also kind of feels like a lot of the names you rattled off, it feels like Mike Greer is and I and I like the I like this way of doing business. It feels like Mike Greer is looking at guys who were good at one point or have been mostly good their entire careers and then kind of had a setback and saying, okay, you know what, like you did well at one point and that doesn't happen by accident. We're going to give you a chance and see if, again, can you be someone that we trade in the future for more assets or can you be part of the solution,
0: Mm -hmm. right? And, uh, you know, you know who else is coming off after three years? Vlasic. Right. So... Yeah, it's like, I, I think I'm seeing the plan. Like, if you're trying to keep a secret, you're not as good as it you as, as might be. Uh, going out, uh, Martin Kaut, he uh, left for Europe, as did Strauss Mann. And you'll remember, over the summer, there seemed to be a lot of uh, controversy about the exit mm-hmm. of Martin Kaut. We'll, we'll see what shakes out between that whole thing. Uh, also leaving the Sharks... Kyle Criscuolo sent to New Jersey, you know, originally acquired for Weatherby, but uh, New Jersey has sent him to Utica. Yona Gajovic is now with the Charlotte Checkers and the Carolina organization. Your man, Noah Gregor left UFA, signs a PTO with Toronto. Do we have any updates on that? Is he uh, still around? Because everybody else has pretty much been dropped. He's he's still in the Leafs training camp, but as of now,
1: damn. he is unsigned. Ooh, he's well, put up some good stats with them. I know he had a goal and he had, had at least an assist. He might have had two. So he's he's played well. I think he's played well enough to get a contract. I think I feel comfortable saying that. All
0: right. Uh, Andres Johnson, Pittsburgh. He's waived. C.J. Seuss is with Manitoba and the Winnipeg Org. Uh, Yevgeny Spechnikov. That was a guy that I did enjoy last season, but UFA Mm -hmm. is now in the K. Max, uh, what is it? Varino? Yeah. Hey, I got one right. Um, he's gone. He's in Europe. Uh, Jeffrey VL, unfortunately, waived by Winnipeg. So, why is that unfortunate? Well, it's just, uh, you know, I, because I always had fun because it was like we'd play that game. All right, who gets. Who's the sandpaper tonight? Is it Gadge or is it VL? Sure. It it was just funny to play that game, and so no Gadge, no VL. I mean, who is the sandpaper that's gonna throw hands? We'll find out. Uh, Steven Lorenz gone, as Jerk mentioned earlier, to Florida in the trade for Duclair. Um, There's this guy, I don't know if uh, if I'm gonna be able to pronounce the last name. um, Eric Carlson? I think (laughs) I'm saying that right? Uh, He went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Scott Harrington released just a couple days ago on a PTO um, Anaheim. Marcus Nudavara, man, that poor schlub uh, ended up having to retire. Did he play a single game for the Sharks? He played a single preseason game for the yeah. Sharks. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, Derek Pugliot gone, uh, waived by Dallas. Uh, as you know, Reimer in Detroit and Aaron Dell. Oh, poor bastard. He got a PTO with Columbus, but released what was it? Just three days ago. Um, God, we should have just kept Staylock all this time, right? <laughs> I uh, know you
1: would love that. Uh, uh, there is no key for the Staylock. That's what they tell me.
0: Yeah. So best case scenario for the season. For the when it comes to the sharks. I mean, it's <sighs> it's it's essentially what? Like be somewhat entertaining, so you will put some butts in seats. You want to see Obviously, uh, guys like Eklund, Bordalo, whoever uh, do well. You want to see somebody take the net, mm-hmm. um, but but you don't want to be <laughs> that good.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: you know, it's like the best case scenario is like you're you're somewhat entertaining, but you still finish poorly. And, you know, you can be in a lot of those games. They certainly were in a lot last year. A whole bunch of one-goal games. They can do that again. Right? Right. But your worst-case scenario is, like, all of these reclamation projects that are all playing for contracts and extensions and whatnot. Like You know, we haven't even mentioned guys like Kevin LeBanc mm-hmm. <laughs> that all of a sudden they figure it out, and they're just good enough to not finish... In a, in a good play or a uh, a good draft spot. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think, I don't know. I, I kind of think to go back to what you said, best case scenario, right? I, I, I think finally the Sharks picked a direction last year and kind of committed to that path. And I would say, you know, just keep doing things that are going to move you along on that path, right? Whether it's, you know, the guys that you brought in trading them away to get more future assets or anointing them as part of the solution and get them signed up and, and to be more permanent fixture on the team. I think whatever ends up happening, it's gotta be something that gets you uh, moving along on that path that they chose to follow last year. And I think also what you said, be exciting because, you know, whatever, like whatever the sharks do like playoffs you know season record all that crap at the end of the day like you need people to watch the game and you need people to go to the game you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if you're boring you're not going to get that
0: <laughs> that's that is what they say uh is saying the only way the sharks fill in seats is with all the giveaways this year have, have you seen the giveaways this year yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's like, I understand you got to come up with with new things or whatever, but um, yeah, there there were definitely a few people poking fun at the opening night giveaway, which is an apron with the schedule on it. And huh. it was well, it was just funny because first off, I don't know. They if should you,
1: have just stopped at apron.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you know right, but I don't know if you know this. Not everybody built the same. Sure. So I'm wondering. If, if somehow this apron is one size fit all, are there different sizes? It's we'll see what happens, but yeah, somebody was poking phone on it, going, you know, oh boy, you know, I, I oh hey, are the sharks playing tonight? Oh, you know what? Let me check my apron. That's why I'm uh, it's
1: why I'm trying to work my boiler off, brother. I'm trying to get in one of those aprons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, uh, there's definitely a couple there. I'm like, woof. Uh, I saw a couple more in the chat. Do you think Cunnan will bounce back or is he the new LeBanc?
1: Well, I definitely think one of those two things will happen. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I just, it's weird. This
0: coin that I'm about to flip, one of two things will happen. (laughs) Right.
1: But I think, but you know, I think with Cunning, like I, you know, he's not a bad player, right? Like what? You know, when he was on Minnesota and when he was on Nashville, you know, what was asked of him, I thought he did well. You know, he was kind of like some third line scoring for those teams and and a little bit of intensity. Right. And then coming to the Sharks, like the puck didn't go in as much as it probably should have. And he was in the penalty box way too much. So I think and of course, it's easy. It's easy to say from sitting here. Right. But I think if he can stay out of the box and score more goals, I think he will be a good, effective player. And again, the same question is Duclair. Same question as uh, Zadina. Same as Barabanov. It's like, okay, play well, and then we'll decide if we're going to trade you or if we're going to make you part of the solution. Because the Cunning that was a player before he came to the Sharks, it's not a bad player to have on your team. It's just not a player that you should be playing as high in the lineup as they were last year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, what are you looking for from this guy? Like 12 to 15 goals, 40 points? You're talking about
1: like over the course of the entire season? Yes. I think if he can get – if he can get 12 goals, I think that would be a success. Cool. You know, because he's probably just – the way things have gone, right, he's probably going to be on the the third line and probably the second power play unit. So, mm-hmm.
0: so I mean, what are the opening nights uh, – the, the line's going to look like? And, you know, we're asking this question now, not back in July or August when other people were posting speculative – content about what lines would look like in October. But come on, dude. You have no idea what other moves might happen, who might stand out in camp. And there's no shame to admit if you are clickbaiting, but speculating about lines when opening night is over a month away. Come on, man. Um, but that's, let's, let's speculate about opening lines.
1: <laughs> I, honestly, dude. And I, I really think it's hard to speculate about the lines just because, you know, aside from the centers, like obviously like again, take health out of the operation, right? But like Couture, Hurdle, probably Granlund or Bordelow, and then Nico Sturm, right? Those are going to be your – So some uh, – four of those five names I threw out there are going to be your centers. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's really kind of a mystery because I could see like just throwing it out there, like Barabanov, Hurdle, Lebanc, I could see that, but I could also see. I could see Hoffman, Hurdle, Zadina. I could, I could also see, see
0: Couture, Barabanov, Duclair.
1: Yeah, I could see Eklund, Hurdle, and, uh, you know, Zetterland if he gets humming. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. So it's basically the, the just...
1: wingers. It's it's so in flux. Like I'm, like I if I'm building this team, like man, like I don't know. I don't even know where to start with the wingers because I feel like. They're all so interchangeable, right? And I guess it's
0: it's names you know, in a hat.
1: Honestly, and, and that's not to say that they're bad players, it's just that they're all so similar.
0: Yeah. Well, and I'll yeah. tell you, if I see one more couture rumored to be traded article, I'm gonna lose my shit. I mean, isn't everybody rumored to be traded <laughs> technically? Dude, but I'm just saying and then and to see all these clickbaity articles that are being published about one, you know, innocuous thing that Sarah Valley just kind of put out there. and I'm like, didn't he say that like a year ago? Right. So it's like, just stop. Well, uh, but here's
1: the thing. Like, like, I mean, Hey, tell your friends, uh, you know, tell your friends, LeBanc is going to sign for eight years. Well, we just started a rumor.
0: Right. Right. So you're, you're welcome. Clickbait people. I'm just, Oh, I'm just
1: saying like any, like, <laughs> you know, I, I always love that. Like you see this stuff. It's like, you know, like you'll see on and it's usually like, uh, again, like people got their hustles and I respect that. But you see on like Reddit or like Facebook or, you know, you go on Instagram and it's like pro hockey news right now, always right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's always and, like, who the fuck are these people?
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, word on the street is a Stanley Cup contender might trade for a good player. And it's like, oh, word like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> and
0: oh, Yeah. Well, back to Couture. I mean, he could suddenly be healthy by the 12th. Conversely, Hurdle could get COVID this week and miss two weeks. Yeah. You know, like predicting the future doesn't typically go well for people. If it did, the city of Las Vegas would not have 63 different casinos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and then, uh, you know, I was mentioning it before, but uh, Steve Dangle put out a, a preview for the Sharks yesterday and they had Lindblom on the fourth line. It's like, what? Chief got sent down the day before. He got waived. What are you doing? And then Jesse talking about Eklund was a sneaky Calder pick, despite the fact that Eklund isn't eligible,
1: which is unfortunate because I think if he was eligible, he could be a sneaky pick.
0: Yeah, but hmm. Uh, but hey, let's you know if we're gonna do predictions, uh, l- at least we'll put our money where our mouths are. So, what do you want to set the over under four for for uh, when the Sharks pick up their first win? Because we've Discussed this before, that um, the Sharks may well put the O in October. Okay. So, let's see here. We've got two, four, six, eight, nine games. What do you want to set the over, under four for wins in the month of October? Oh,
1: gee, um. Oh, Two and a half?
0: One and well, a half, two and a half. Here,
1: here's the thing. Let me. Let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer your question with a comment that's not <laughs> a, in a the correct answer. So <laughs> I noticed here in our little write-up, you've put in there. You've postulated. You know, is it possible the sharks don't win until after Halloween? And I want to tell you, and I. I'd mean this in the nicest way possible. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever read. (laughs) (laughs) Like because anything is possible. Anything is possible. I will give you that. Any nothing is impossible, even if they are extremely unlikely. I will say that the Sharks starting 0 and 9 this season. No chance that happens now if they're 1 and 8. All right.
0: Okay, so we want to set it at one and a half.
1: I think the Sharks will win three games in October. And again, you know, if, if the bet is, if the bet is, will the Sharks go win this in October, I'm going to shove you in a locker at the end of that <laughs> month.
0: No, but you're, you're saying three wins. Correct. I'm not so, telling you who I'll just tell you yeah, three. Okay. So you're so, so basically then we're going to set the over under at two and a half. Sure. And I'm oh. going
1: to hammer the over.
0: Okay. Um, so I got the under that's fine. All right. So crispy fiber yeah throw okay. it in there all right so oh you two and a half aj takes under oops all right we've pretty all our bets are always crispy fibers uh will the sharks set a game record for lowest attendance at the san jose arena
1: and correct me if I'm wrong, they they set a game record last year, correct?
0: No. Almost. They okay. they almost they, they they came very close. The I would say maybe you know what? Maybe the better question is will they from from what I understand, the Shark Tank for a Shark's game has never had less than five digits. You know, it's always been 10,200 and something or more. Sure. I think, I think this might be the, now this is also predicated upon the fact that it's like, you know, does Eklund sputter? I don't think he will, but you know, hurdle even had uh, during the ridiculous run he had his rookie season, he had a few games where he kind of went, you know, he, he, Mm -hmm. he, he didn't see him. Which is fine, yeah, so but my point being is that say that it's um, oh, I don't know. I mean, Arizona isn't predicted to do very well. Am I correct in saying that? <laughs> yes <laughs> And so there's december twenty first, right? I mean, you're getting along the holidays. It's a Thursday, you've got Arizona in the house. And as they say, you know, you don't win the Stanley Cup in November. But where you are on Black Friday, is you know, kind of gives you an idea of the road that you're headed down. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, you know, if they're if they're headed down that road, and it's December 21st, that might be a night where people just decide to go. Eh, you know, maybe I don't go to that one. And you said that's on the 21st of December. Yes, sir. Thursday See- night.
1: Here's the thing. I actually – I'm kind of going to go the other way on you a little bit here. I know it's Sharks and Arizona, two god-awful teams. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But it's the last game, or if not the last game, one of the last games um, before the holiday break. Check that. The Sharks have a game on the 23rd. but
0: 21st as well. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This is the 21st.
1: My bad. Right. <laughs> But, you know, after you have the game on the 21st, which is a Thursday, you have the game on the 23rd, which is a Saturday, obviously. And then from there, you don't have a game again until the 27th. So I think last game, one of the last games before the holiday and, you you know, you get a lot of people. uh, I am one of those people, maybe not this time of year, but during certain time of years where you get that sort of holiday bump. And most of your people go into the game or maybe people who are going to their first game of the year, right? And so that's not to say that it's going to be a sellout or anything, but I don't think it's going to be like total doom and gloom. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but with how just looking at the roster on paper with the excitement potential this team has just in terms of the goal scores and also like there could be any number of records or milestones that are being watched or if a guy like say, say we get to December 21st. Right. And it's like, oh my God, like, you know, Tomas Hurdle is on a 10 game goal streak. Well, that's going to be appointment
0: theater all of a sudden. Okay. Um,
1: so I, I guess it goes back to what we talked about before. I was going to say, get to
0: it, man. <laughs> right. Where
1: it's not impossible, but where does it fall on the likeliness scale?
0: You know? So, I mean, dude, Thursday, February 29th, Anaheim. I mean, yeah, could very likely be the two worst teams in the West at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think your your argument about lowest attended game of the season I think probably better applies to that one because who the fuck gives a crap about February 29th, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so...
1: Speaking as somebody who has a birthday near that date,
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> well, so my point being, though, is do you think the Sharks will set a record? No. Okay.
1: Dude, there's if you ask me, there's no way it gets worse than last year.
0: Hmm. <sighs> You know, I, I'm not sure if I want to take that, but you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. All right. So you you think
1: they will set the lowest attendance record in franchise history this year?
0: Yes, okay. I think I think there will be a game that is, uh, and I wish you know, Puck guy needs to be around because he would know this. Sure. Uh, but uh, I know it's it's ten thousand uh, or it's and it's somewhere on our Twitter. I'll have to go back and look, but. Um, because I remember it was like a game against Buffalo or something, and it, it, and it was like just just barely cleared the threshold for not being the lowest attendance of all time, including Cow Palace. Wow! Right? So and it was so it was like ten thousand two something. So I yeah I think I think they might just but. <sighs> hmm. Now I'm also thinking. Well, they did open that goddamn penthouse lounge. That might get some people in the door.
1: No way. <laughs> no, it's the same thing as when they opened the whatever the BMW yeah, lounge I is now called. Where I, th- it's like- I think
0: they'll do it. I think that I. I just feel like four straight seasons of missing the playoffs, sure to be a fifth. Like yeah, yeah. I think I think they're gonna do it. So okay, fair. Let me see. AJ says yes. All right. Will any shark finish on the positive side of the plus minus stat? and we we might we might need to put a stipulation here that has to be like minimum twenty games played because I think there's somebody last season, if you go look at the stats, there's like one or two players that did finish with like a plus one, but they played like two games. right. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, you know what?
0: There has, to be a, one, there has to be a table minimum on that. It has to be, like, 20 games played.
1: Right. Well, because uh, I want to say, like, I want to say yes. You know what I mean? I really do. Oh, he gone. But are you talking about the Niners game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say yes. But, like, even, like, Eric Carlson had 101 points last year, and he was 26, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the only, the only player who was positive – and fell into the criteria that you're talking about, is Jacob Magna, who played six games, I'm sorry, plus six, 48 games played, and Mikey Asamont, one, plus one, 20 games played. So not impossible, but I don't know. The As we talked about, the defense is worse last year, and if the Sharks are beginning going to be getting most of their goals on the power play, you don't get plus minus on the power play.
0: So, Yeah. So you're going to say no? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Uh, here's the fun one. We got a lot of FAs on the roster. Um, how many are still gonna be in teal after the deadline? You know, so you got LeBanc, uh, you know, with their ages at the deadline, LeBanc will be 27, DeClaire will be 28, Barabanov will be 29. That one I might actually have to take off because as he did stipulate a week or so ago, he's like, loves me some San Jose would love to stay. Um, Lynn Blom, 27, just sent down. Cunning, 26. Zadina will be 24. Peterson will be 24. Schimmick will be 31. McDonald will be 31. Kakanen will be 27. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 players. What do you think the over-under is? on? Under? I'm going to say three. I can see three of those guys being gone at the deadline. Three gone? Potentially. Oh, man. I was thinking. Two? <laughs> well, okay, or let's hopefully see. one? <laughs> Duclair.
1: I'm just gonna throw out the names I think will stick around: Duclair, Barabanov, Cunnin, Zadina, Peterson, Kakenin. That's six right there. Oh, okay. I'll tell you this but right now. Let me. I I don't know two? that I want to. I don't know that I want to bet on this, but I want to let like. It, it, <laughs> there is some weird reason, for some re- weird reason, it would not surprise me. Like, if Lebanc is on the roster for game one, I'll be surprised.
0: I'm sorry. What?
1: Yeah, you heard me. Because, and and again, there's no inside intel to that. I'm just speculating because, like, we know about the alleged trade request last year, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, this year we've talked about it. Other people have talked about it. Like, it's it's make or break for LeBanc this year, at least with the Sharks. And I don't feel like his preseason was all that spectacular. It wasn't. And you've got guys like Duclair, like Barabanov, Zadina, uh, Hoffman, Granlund, who, you know, potentially are going to leapfrog LeBanc. Like, you know, I told you whenever Eric Carlson got traded and we did a a podcast about it, I told you then. Yeah, I would not surprise me if one of the Sharks forwards gets dealt before the season begins. And, you know, part of me wants to be right. But then part of me is also like, you know, how are you going to find time for everybody unless you do that? You know? Mm
0: hmm. Well, and I didn't Shimmick also have a a brouhaha with the with the front office and the coaching, like you know, felt like he was lied to. I believe that was not last season; that was yeah. the season before. Yes, but it just makes me wonder. You look because right now the Sharks have like eighteen fucking defensemen, right? Right, like not a lot of room. So I wonder if Shimmick at some point says, "You know what? Get me the fuck out of here." If, you know, if I can't play here, I want to play somewhere else.
1: Well, I just feel like Shimmick has not been able to stay healthy and Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of getting to a point where it's just sad,
0: you know, it couldn't agree more. All right. So we'll let that one go, but, um, let's, let's get to the Pacific division. Maybe we'll have to, uh, throw, throw a, a crispy fin on one of these. Um, and as you were talking about with like some of these publications, would you, uh, who would be your definitive top two teams? Like, these are the top two teams the, in the division. Yeah. Like, this, I'm putting down money. These are the teams that I think, doesn't matter if they finish, who finishes where. Just okay. like, the, you know, these are the teams that are going to finish one and two
1: Vegas and Edmonton.
0: I would say everybody else, except the hockey news, agrees with you.
1: Well, you know, the hockey news is kind of a, Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm not gonna go there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I think it was a collection or maybe it was just some like uh, editor or something. But yeah, had them had LA winning the division. I'm like, okay, look, I, I'm I'm am I'm on the LA train. You know this. You know, and I was like I'm like, that's that's that's, that's a choice. The,
1: that's not the craziest thing
0: I've ever heard though. It's not the craziest, but it's certainly like like, like okay. I feel you, but then let's put some money on it. (laughs) Like, I mean, uh, you know, I do. I do
1: question L.A.'s thought process on acquiring Pierre-Luc Dubois. I mean, good player. I just don't know he was the player that they needed. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like whatever my feelings are on that trade, the fact is L.A. got better with that trade. They you know, we're able to get some stability in net, you know, their defense is, you know, like another year of like growth and development. Like, I don't think they will win the division this year, but if after it's all said and done, if they did, I don't think I would be that shocked.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, how funny is this? Cause we have the rundown, but Ian in here saying LA's goaltending is super sus. Do okay. I literally have it on the rundown? I'm suspicious of the goalie situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, – that's. The, oh, I wanted to ask you a question real quick before we got to this. Ricky's saying Barabanov should be traded. His age doesn't match the window. How do I, you, How do you feel about that?
1: I think – and this is not meant to call anyone out. This is just a general comment. I think people who are worried about age are wasting their time Worrying about things like you. <laughs> you know who like, doesn't worry about age?
0: Joe Pavelski.
1: Like, but but outside of that, like, so, okay, a guy is 29 and he plays well. And then that two flips over to a three and it's like, oh my God, this guy is old. Like, why do we even still have him? Like, I, I just, I hate that talking point so much. Like, because it's just, it's so I don't know. I just think it's
0: stupid. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's you feel about that the way I feel about these clickbait articles. Is that an interception? I think it might be. Yeah, Third one of the game. Oh, God,
1: I love this. I just like it, it to me. It's just so there's dumb. really like, no team. Flip, I
0: enjoy seeing getting trounced more than the Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> right. You flip from 29 to 30 and you don't automatically you don't all of a sudden suck. Right.
0: <laughs> is that is that true? All right. So, <laughs> let's get to the uh Pacific. Um I, look, everybody, the uh, Vegas has set the over under for Edmonton at 105.5. The Athletics says 107. Uh last year they finished with 109. So they're actually saying that they're going to be two points worse. So, but again, like those points that the Sharks are going to get this season have to come from somewhere. Uh is Connor right. Mc- Huh? I said I just agreeing with you. Yeah. Um but boy, it um are they finally going to get average goaltending? You know, how tired are Connor and Dry of getting trounced or bounced in the playoffs cuz it's uh, I mean, how old is Connor at this point? Like 27, 28, and I know we were just talking about, "Oh my god, when he becomes 30, fuck him, get him out." <laughs> yeah, he uh he's going to turn he's going to turn 27 right around the All-Star break. Yeah. So it's just – it makes me wonder how many more seasons that, like, is he going to be the next old guy without a cup?
1: Well, so here, let me – you you asked about the goaltending. I think with them specifically, like, either, either Jack Campbell is going to rebound or Stuart Skinner is going to take another step in his development. Either way, I think the Oilers will be fine at net. It, to me – the same thing that has been a problem since Connor McDavid entered the league. Their defense is terrible. Evan Bouchard is awesome. And getting Matias Ekholm at the trade deadline, awesome. But Darnell Nurse, way overpaid. Good player, but way overpaid. I know Gen and X loves him. He's a good player, and I I gen, generally like the player. He's just overpaid. He doesn't bring $9.25 million dollars to the table, I don't think. And then beyond that, Cody CeCe. Overrated. Brett Kulak, overrated. Did you say that a defenseman was overpaid, overrated? What does that remind me of? <laughs> so, you yeah, know, I just, again, I, I think it's going to come down to the defense again. And I think, like, Bouchard and Ekholm, like, those are two gems on the back end. And Nurse is nice, too. But beyond that,
0: like, you got to, I don't know, you got to do something different. Are well, you taking Edmonton to finish first in the division?
1: I'm not taking anyone to finish first in the division because I think there is too much nuance to make a prediction. Oh, what a diplomatic answer! I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though: Edmonton is in my cluster of teams that I think w- can finish first in the division.
0: There you go. I, I'm I'm not predicting it, but I'm saying if uh, you know, if I had to write it out now, that yeah, I'd, that's that's where I had Edmonton finishing. Uh, I just
1: think there's I just think there's too much nuance for that kind of stuff, right? Like it it, it's the same as whenever you see these like you see like a top ten prospects list, and it's like, well, how do you quantify how do you quantify top ten? Well, do you okay?
0: Let me ask you this: Do you think the top three are going to be the same as last season? Edmonton, Vegas, LA. Yes, I do. Okay, then there we go.
1: And 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 that's how I look at it. Like you know, how do you with a prospect list? How do you compare a a center (laughs) to a goaltender, right? And so how do you compare? two teams that are, like, very different and on any given night could be the better team, you
0: know? All right. Well, we'll see. Can Vegas repeat? History is certainly not on their side. Three times in the last 30 years uh, have there been repeats, and they've all been Eastern time zone teams. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there is such a thing. They talk about it. Cup hangover. It could happen. Uh, Stone, maybe he's a little too fragile. Um. But, but remember when Leonard was the man in goal?
1: <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, he's still injured, but he's also got a lot of other shit going on, which is
0: really unfortunate for him. Yeah. And then um, the other thing, is there a team in the NHL that is more jacked about Bettman talking about the cap going up than Vegas? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, um, the average for their over-under is actually 111. So it's it's funny. Vegas has them finishing 103.5 as their OU, but the Athletic had them doing a little bit better. Um, LA, I'm still on this train. I think they have a good blend of vets. As you should be. Yeah. Um, well, And you know, dude, I've been driving that train for a little while. Um, I think I won some money a couple of years ago off that train. It um, sounds right. <laughs> but good blend of vets and youth, great center depth. Again, little sus on the goal, young defensive group. But imagine if L.A. goes after Hellebuck.
1: I mean, that's pretty much been the speculation for, gosh, years, right? Is it's like pretty much since they started playing well again, it's like, oh, they're going to go after Hellebuck. They're going to go after UC Soros. They're going to go after Thatcher Demko. Like, I still think.
0: Who was the guy that you wanted? That I wanted for the Sharks? Well, The, the, the guy that you kept uh, teasing last season. It wasn't Mark, was it?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Swayman.
0: Swayman, that's what it was, yeah. <laughs>
1: still still an option.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I want to see how that shakes out. And Todd McClellan got a one-year extension recently announced. Not exactly a huge vote of confidence that it's a year, uh, but it does put him in line with the end of Rob Blake's GM deal. Right, so, make of that what you will, which I think I think that's actually a smart bit, a bit of business
1: because and I don't know the actual numbers, but I'm just going to throw something out there, right? So let's say you know, you go to Tom McCullen and it's like, "Hey, we're going to give you a one year extension, and it's going to be a million dollars. I know that's not the number, but let's just say, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, when I get my extension next year. I'll be able to give you $4 million. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, I feel that.
1: Because the owner, the ownership, they might have said, hey, you know what, we really like Todd McClellan and we want him around for a long time, but we would hate for you to sign him to a three-year deal and then you don't come back or we fire you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No. And
1: I'm not sense. saying that that happened. I'm just saying that that's probably a consideration.
0: Makes sense. Uh, Vegas has LA finishing with 101 points. Finished with 104 last season. That's, you know, that's basically where I've got them going now. where was my flip? Was it the Seattle one? Yeah, they actually have, it's it's funny, depending on who you talk to. So Seattle, still playing with house money. They got rid of Martin Jones, who was waived earlier today. Um, I mean, that move alone has to give you an extra five, six wins, right? Uh, they've got decent cap space to make money moves, and they led the NHL last season in five on five goals. The weird thing, though, Vegas is <laughs> the the Vegas oddsmakers. They're a bit more uh, in favor of Seattle. They, they've set the over under 92 and a half. The athletic has them at 90 or 89.7. So just a little under. They did get a hundred points. So last season, so they're they're definitely saying that they're gonna go backwards a little bit. Right. Uh, but meanwhile, Calgary, Vegas has them at two points better on the season, but the Athletic has Calgary at six points better than Seattle, even though they finished with 93 last season. I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting how that shakes out. For me, I think Seattle bests Calgary in that. I mean, yes, new GM, new coach. It's going to be a bummer not to see Daryl Sutter and those post-gamers. But um, for me, too much talent headed for the fucking exits. And I don't know if that was because they were burnt out on Sutter's tired bullshit. But uh, for me, goalies need to catch fire, no pun intended, for the Flames to challenge.
1: I feel like this year is kind of
0: make or break
1: for Calgary. You know what I mean? Where Oh, oh a yeah,
0: you- correction for me. Excuse me. Uh, Ian noting that he was, Jones was waived today, but it was by Toronto, not Seattle. If I implied right. that, that's not what I meant. I'm just talking that he was, that Martin Jones was no longer with Seattle. Go ahead.
1: I I, I think that the Flames roster is too good to not fight for a playoff spot, especially because you're going to have guys, specifically Huberdeau uh, and Kadri um, and Markstrom, who are all going to bounce back. I was going to say, that, that, alone that was makes <laughs> that's
0: exactly point. what I was going to ask you. Can Huberto bounce back? Because from what I remember, uh, cert- a lot of people were pretty uh, bummed that's a, out. But,
1: but th- that's another thing that I, I know it's not on the sheet, but like that's another thing that drives me crazy about player evaluations is a guy could have six really good years in a row, and then in year seven, he's just good. Not really good, just good. And everybody's like,
0: "This guy sucks.
1: What? Do, why do we even have him?" Yeah, but did he and change
0: teams between that during that time?
1: Right, new team, new contract, new GM, new coach, new zip code or a postal <laughs> code in Canada, new new conference, right? New division. like it's all new. You know what I mean? Like, I just when you like like you know, I I, I know it's it, you know we should probably be saying, "Oh, you're making millions of dollars to play hockey. Quit your crying." But like. You think about it, right? Like you are in the city where like you built your NHL career, you like started your family and you really got attached to that place. And you were led to believe that you were going to be like the big man in the face of the franchise. And then your team comes to you and says, Hey, someone that we think is better than you uh, is available. And so we're going to trade for them and you're going back the other way. And it's definitely jarring and that can mess with your mental health, man.
0: So you think the uh, Flames are going to see a lot of bounce back this season?
1: Absolutely. I think the bounce back alone will carry them uh, into being a playoff team. And I think on top of that, I think, um, you know, if it is the last year for most of the people on that team, do you not see them just kind of pushing all their chips onto the table and trading for maybe more guys who are in the last year of their contract to just really kind of send it?
0: We shall see. Uh, Vancouver I mean not enough high end talent not great depth I don't see You don't it. think they have high end talent? I, I not enough oh, Okay fair fair Um and then I don't know that Demko's going to steal you 20 games. And I think he will. Um but there there's sometimes I don't know what it is about Vancouver it drives me crazy. I'm like are they really that much better than Anaheim points wise? You know, I mean finished 32nd last season on the PK so not the most defensively sound guys when it comes to that situation. I just, uh, hmm. I Vancouver, don't know. Vancouver.
1: Vancouver is similar to Calgary, where I feel like their roster is too good for them to have been so terrible last year. You know. Okay, I like, can see that. Like obviously, like obviously, just, their roster, their roster last year was not good enough. But I still God, think it was horrible. It, it, it was good. You know what I mean? Not good enough, but good.
0: Well, it's just aside. It it felt like Pedersen just disappeared for stretches. And then they just had so much talent at one point, and it's all left. You know? So, I, whatever. (laughs) I, I, I want to see them do something interesting. But again, that's another one where I'm like, yeah, God, just, at least just be entertaining. Because I don't know. I was really bored by Vancouver last season. Um, Vegas has them finishing with eighty eight points finished with eighty three last season, so they're saying five points better. Uh, Anaheim, to your point about some guys just doing really well in contract years, Henrik and Silverberg in contract years.
1: yep they'll See, be gone.
0: Uh, oh, you think they uh they play well, get traded?
1: Absolutely. I mean, and, and really, this is kind of the big moment here because Silverberg and Henrique are both kind of from the old guard, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, from those from those teams that were making playoff appearance and <laughs> the to my era, right? And to my knowledge, both guys wear an alternate captain letter on their jersey, so you know they're notable players that are most likely going to be out the door, um, you know, in the next six months. Um, so you talk about like. You Ryan, talk about a, a transition, you know, it's going to be there.
0: Ryan would disagree. And says, "I think the Ducks are going to surprise a lot of folks and grab a wild card spot." Got rid of Old. some older, slower guys. New coach, new system. John Gibson will be better. Yeah, but you know what? They let go of Staylock, and for me, the hockey gods don't won't appreciate that. So fuck those guys.
1: The Ducks have good players on their <laughs> roster, but I just don't find their roster as a whole to be all that spectacular, you
0: know? What, what do you think about um, the bridge deals that Zegras and Drysdale get? Do you think they like took those deals just in hopes that uh, they can light it on fire for three seasons and then take advantage of, a, of an increased cap?
1: I think that's exactly what it is. But not only that, by not paying them as much as they probably could have gotten, you know, Drysdale's at 2.3 and Zegris is at 5.75. Like, they took them taking the bridge deals, like, yeah, it opens them up to get a fat payday in three years, but also it gives the Ducks more flexibility to take on shitty
0: contracts for sweetener picks. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Listen. Vegas has them finishing with 67 and a half points, or the OU is set at that. Finished with 58 last season. So they're saying they're about 10 better. And then San Jose. (laughs) Finished with 60 points last season. Vegas says 66 and a half. Athletics says 68 and and 0.6. Half, whatever. Mm. Hurdle couture in who? I guess Eklund, of course. But the question is, what happens with all the reclamation projects? Um... You know, some guys are going to rise to the occasion. Some are going to buckle under pressure. Um, but, like, if you have value and can be moved at the deadline, it's probably going to happen. And the big thing for you, Super Chief, $27 million coming off the books after this season. Beautiful. But who's building winners through FA anymore? You got to hit on those draft picks.
1: Well, yeah, of course, draft picks, and then you got to make
0: you know you have to be make really shrewd trades as well. But I mean, that's nearly a third of your cap going to be a a flexibility, right?
1: And that you know I'm sure you saw the numbers, and I think we're going to get into it as well. But looks like the old uh, the old salary cap there is going to be going up, (laughs) which is exciting. Again, like yeah, okay, so the Sharks they're going to have two retained salary spots held up for this year and next year, but you get three. So you have an option, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Also like where it stands right now, the sharks, they have, I mean, cap friendly, cap friendly is not a, a a clear, doesn't give you a clear picture because as you pointed out earlier, they've got 2.6 million in space. They're also carrying fucking, 10 defensemen. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So that number is going to go up a little bit for sure. And so maybe, right? Like combine the sharks, current cap space with the potential for throwing guys overboard at the trade deadline. Maybe the retained salary slots aren't even a problem because you just say, ah, fuck it. We'll just take the whole contract and keep it, you know, get an even bigger sweetener. Hell yeah. Just saying the. You know, as much as I want the sharks to play well, you definitely have more maneuverable maneuverability in and creativity when you are a shitty team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the teams have until tomorrow. I I think it's uh, is that eleven Pacific. Yeah, today was today was the last day.
1: Uh, today was the last day to put guys on waivers, so that's why you saw a big batch of sorry. Last day to put guys on waivers to be roster compliant. So that's why you saw a big batch of waivers over the weekend.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it's uh, if I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's 11 a.m. Pacific. The uh, you have to have your 23-man roster submitted. So, which makes sense because
1: I believe the I believe waiver claims are announced at noon Pacific.
0: So it makes uh, sense. Yeah. So check the social tomorrow about 11 o'clock uh super chat super sticker that's new what, the, what is that <laughs> i don't know it says pair character the punching the air with fist and bump written on his knuckles <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> wow okay that's something new I all didn't right see dude i didn't i'm that's that's awesome I is he trying to bump this see didn't the leafs release a deaf prospect today also
1: uh i don't know, I know they, they, <laughs> they trade they traded sam lafferty to the canucks today i know that much happened but he's not really a prospect well mm-hmm. no not he's not not really a prospect he straight up isn't a prospect but i don't know
0: can't no. say can't say but appreciate the sticker that's
1: yeah that's fun i want to see this pair
0: yeah you know, that, in live and live and in color but dude yeah we have to pay attention to this all right um so that's kind of uh it, Is that it? it well, for, for that type of stuff, let's uh, just get into some quick notables because we're already uh, way over time. Uh, ESPN and TNT schedules came out. The Sharks get five on ESPN+, Plus, none on TNT, and none of the five games are games between the Sharks and the Devils or the Sharks and the Penguins, which you would have thought would have been somewhat compelling. Uh, but does it matter, and do you care? Probably not. I don't I don't No,
1: I I don't really care because I'm just going to watch the game no matter what.
0: Yeah. So, as long as I don't have to listen to uh what's her name? Who's who's the her brother who's in hockey? I assume you're talking about Leah Hextall. That's the one. Yeah. Um August 27th, dude. Your man, Jonas Donskoy retired. Thornton still hasn't, by the way. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, the Penguins named Doug Wilson a senior advisor of hockey ops. I don't know, bullshit title or uh, what. <laughs> I don't know. It Not- just seems like hockey is really good at uh, making sure that that players get a paycheck after they're done playing, in <laughs> some way, shape, or form.
1: I think Doug Wilson can offer a lot to that team. Oh, absolutely. You
0: know but I, you know, I just think it's funny that it's man. They just, uh, they, they, some people just can't leave it. I mean, you
1: know, when you have a really good job that pays well and you get perks, who would want to leave it?
0: I'm saying, uh, when the sharks tweeted video of jumbo skating at sharks camp, were you worried he was going to get a PTO? I
1: literally did not care.
0: (laughs) I thought you were just going to be like, no, get him off. (laughs) Uh, the sharks revealed their circle, a new circle fin logo at center ice, um, is the new logo a sign of something more is coming? Yes. Bet on it. And if, uh, and, and just to take that a step further, I don't know if you saw, but it said, Stealth Jerseys returning to the Sharks online shop until October 31st or while supplies last. Uh, I'm just going to take an educated guess and say, you know what? The only time you try to dump your remaining stock is when you're about to replace it.
1: Bargain bin. Everything must go.
0: Yeah. So I, not to mention the fact that uh, Doug Bence was quoted last year as saying to expect a new alternate jersey this season. So I'm just saying would not surprise me in the least if like day before, day after Thanksgiving, maybe you see uh, somebody or the, or the team or some sort of an announcement. But uh, that's, that's the play if you want to uh, you know start selling them for the um, holiday season. Well, and, and here's better. The other get, thing better get too. fanatics printing those things. Uh, eighteen months ago.
1: Here's the other thing, right? Is, I mean, we, you and I talk to people, so we 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 know what people. We know that people say things about things, right?
0: But <laughs> we we are, in fact, those kind of people. And right, but the, a know, third jersey with a Finn logo on the front. I I would put it at eighty percent. Yes. Right. So you think
1: about it, right? So you, you go back to 2020, 2021, the fifty-six game season, and that's when Reverse Retro one was and the stealth jersey took a break. You know, certain people in the industry didn't want to give me credit for it, so whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Weren't there four uh, jerseys they were rocking that season? Uh yeah, it was home away, reverse retro and heritage. That's so okay. with that schedule and only playing uh that would be how many home games would that be? That would be 20- twenty three eight. 28 games that year you're right you know the stealth jersey took a break which yeah all right makes sense whatever and then you fast forward two years to reverse retro 2.0 it's a full slate there's no extra jersey so it's just home away and reverse retro and it's 41 home games but stealth took another break Mm -hmm. and so you kind of think okay like stealth has been here and it's gone it's here it's gone like it probably doesn't have a long-term future, which I know a lot of people hate the stealth jersey because of some, you know, bullshit idea that the color your jersey is impacts how you play on the ice. But <laughs> you know, I I I actually quite like the stealth jersey, well, and let's see, well, a lot of on. the same people who were bitching about the stealth jersey they loved it when it came out. So, well, I kind of wish it was sticking around. I well, like it.
0: I I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. It's you know, out of the three, um. Black alternate jerseys, I'd say it's my second favorite. Really? That's a choice. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I always forget about the first black jersey. Yeah. So.
0: See, that's my, of course, that's my favorite. But, um,
1: Black Armor sucked. Are we in agreement?
0: Yeah. But okay, the, cool. but the ones that sit there, well, and if you look at it, dude, the wave, the next wave, they were completely based on that. But anyway, um, you sit there and talk about, and we, t- you know, we mentioned this, I think, at the end of last season that everybody's, oh, they got to get rid of the stealth because the players, they suck when they play, you know, in the stealth. And I'm like, the, all I have to do is sit there and go, what did you think about the new jerseys they wore last season?
1: I was going to say, maybe the team just sucks in general.
0: Yeah. It's like, are, are we going to burn the new evolved jerseys? Because they sucked last year.
1: I but, mean, by that logic. They, like, right. Let's, let's take it a step further. Oh, sure. By <laughs> that lo- By that logic, <laughs> nobody... By that logic, nobody should like the inaugural jerseys because of how terrible they were the first two years. <laughs> and yet, rated right? The but best everybody jersey loves those ever. jerseys. They're, yeah. yeah, best hockey jersey of all time, universally acclaimed. Like the only person on this planet that does not like the inaugural jerseys is my wife for some reason. Like hmm. everybody else, like she literally says the 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 new logo is better than the old logo, and I'm like, I tell her, I'm like, you are the only person on the planet who feels that way. <laughs> Let and me. she says that's, she's, she literally says that's fine because I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, and see, and, and Dank also, I'm kind of in the same boat. I wasn't into the all teal. I think if, if you, me neither. you replace those teal stripes on the, you know, on the waist and the arm where the little wave pattern is, make that gray, I'm I'm in. Well, here's, and and this was the point that I made. Or it just uh, if they had the black pants, it's just, it's too much fucking yeah. teal. They look like skating day sticks. Well, and and here's the here's the point
1: that I had made a year ago is when they announced the uniforms, they made this whole to do about, oh, you know, we took you know, we we love the original jersey so much. And you can see that in the jersey striping and on the socks and the pant style and and all this kind of stuff. And my immediate thought was, if you like the old jersey so much, you should have just fucking brought those back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not like you have to ask permission like you own the damn IP
0: <laughs> saying it. So not
1: only that, but that would have been, you talk about universally acclaimed, like that would have been it.
0: Yeah. When they, dude, for me, when they brought back the heritage jerseys, like they needed to make a decision right then and there and say the, we're either going back to this or at the very least, we're going to make this our alternate. Right. That's the, I mean, seems like a relatively easy decision, but whatever. Uh, besides that, the sharks revealed a new penthouse lounge. Uh, I I was up in it, and you know what? <laughs> it was pretty fucking nice. Another it's place it's, for the
1: one percent to hang out. Uh, see,
0: that's the point, my friend. That's the point. I think the tickets are like uh, what? It's like the same as the other lounge, where It's like, yeah, it's gonna be a, a prices start at like four hundred. For the, <laughs> and I'm like, look, I like I get it. I understand it comes with with food and drink, but come on.
1: I'm just saying, where where is the lounge, okay, ask me, answer me this, where is the lounge for the guy who, you know, is in his early 30s and is wearing the same jersey that he got when he was in high school and is going to go to the game to have like 13 Coors Lights, you know what I mean? Where's the lounge for that guy? Uh, it's at TechCU. Which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like they always say, like like a buddy of mine, he always made the point, like, you know, oh, the the real fans sit in the upper deck, right? And now they've put Yeah, because a, that's
0: where they've been priced out to.
1: No, but what I'm saying is like now they have a one percent lounge in the upper deck.
0: You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Now that being said, it's really nice.
1: Oh, I believe and, that it and, is and you're hundred dollars a ticket, it
0: fucking better be
1: that for sure. And you know, if somebody said to me, Hey, I have this ticket I'm not using, do you want to go? Of course I'm going to say yes. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, like, remember the jokes that we made when the BMW lounge came out where it's like, Oh, they have a club within the club. Right. Yep. Yeah. And now they have a lounge. So they have an exclusive lounge within the suite level, which is already exclusive. (laughs) Like we're going in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, well, and the the other thing that where's, I think, where's I, the
1: where's the rooftop atrium that anybody <laughs> who knows how to climb a fire escape can go and watch the game. Well, and it no also, ticket required. You just got to know how to climb a fire escape.
0: It it also begs the question, if this maybe the suites weren't doing that well, you know, and you know, because if they were, I mean, why why would you rip them out?
1: And here's the thing, you know what? I I've sat in a suite before the game before. It's a cool view. I like just 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 you know optically the view is very nice but you know then it's like oh man you know we're in the suite like we're gonna get you know some stuff to graze on like this is awesome and then you turn around and it's like popcorn which I don't get me wrong I love popcorn as much as the next guy but it's popcorn and it's like you know a, a, a smorgasbord of like you know day-old grocery store grapes and like lunchable meats and crackers that they took out of the packaging yeah like i don't want to be that guy (laughs) because i think being that guy is really obnoxious but i went to i got to go into a suite for a las vegas aviators baseball game which is minor league baseball and the grazing offerings of that suite crushed they were fucking awesome
0: you know well and see and i don't want it to be misconstrued that i'm like specifically ripping the sharks for nickel and diming the fans this when i say oh, I this I'm, I'm saying this as a blanket statement as like venues as a,
1: as a watcher of games at a venue
0: yeah well dude it's games concerts you know just going to these events it's just it's ridiculous like i understand that on a certain point the um you, you know prices increase over time right I, we get I, it. I, I, yeah like i get that I, I, unless uh you're a tv for some reason yeah <laughs> because i saw dude i saw a commercial somebody played or somebody posted on twitter a commercial for a tv from montgomery wards from 1975 <laughs> you know back when in the days when a tv was like a piece of fucking furniture and dude it's a 25 inch tv Uh, Well, at least the screen is 25 inch, you know, aside from that, it's a much larger piece of furniture, but it's like 500 bucks. And I'm like, 500 bucks today gets you a 55 inch flat panel, smart TV.
1: Not even dude. My 55 inch was like 300.
0: See, there you go. But you get what I'm saying. Like TVs, for some reason, have like maintained (laughs) for almost 50 years. But like, I get that prices go up, but it's like when you're charging $30 for parking, give me a fucking break. Like, what do you have to do? Where is all that $30 going? You know what I mean? Like, I understand Like, Oh, well it's because we leased the land from the city and they've raised their rate. Like if they say that, I'd be like, all right, that's fucked up. But at least I know where to direct my anger at over mm-hmm. having to pay some of this shit. But then you go and you look at a, you go to a, a game at the, uh, what the fuck is it? Called? Oracle. You know they changed the name so many fucking times in twenty years. It's so stupid. But parking there is like sixty dollars, and it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? But I guess for them, it's you know it all. Let Let's be honest. It all comes down to supply and demand, and the supply of parking in San Francisco is about like that, about the size of a fucking <laughs> postage stamp, right? So the demand right. goes up, so the price goes up, but. I'm sorry, man. The And Ruben saying 30 for games, but it's 40 for concerts? Are you out of... You've got to be kidding me. Dude, I remember like, oh, okay, fine, I'm old, I don't care. But dude, 40 bucks, when I first started going to concerts, would pay for my ticket, it would pay for a t-shirt, and a couple sodas. You know? Now it gets you fucking parking you've I'm sorry anyway I don't mean to go down the fucking well or the rabbit hole or whatever but yeah it's just the prices over the last 10 years just seem to have increased obnoxiously so and then you hear certain teams complaining like, we're we we do not understand why we're not drawing more fans maybe it's because you fucking priced them out so anyway. <laughs> uh and again that's 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 on sports and concerts in general across the country. Right. Um but uh and then here's another one for you. So it was reported on the 4th, so like what was that 4 days ago, the and who didn't see this fucking coming? You didn't need to be kreskin for this. San Jose BART extension will reportedly be further delayed and cost more. Officials now expect the project to be completed in 2036. Ten years more than the initial projection, and at a cost of twelve billion, which is more than twice the initial five and a half million budget—or I'm sorry, five and a half billion. Um, and I'll tell you right I'll tell you right now, dude. If you think this shit is getting completed by 2036, your optimism knows no ends. I have a bridge to sell you. But the line that was hidden in the report that really stuck with me. Quote, the massive Google campus planned for San Jose has been placed on indefinite hold. Fuck. It's like, I loved going to Patty's Inn, and they were a victim of the whole Googleplex thing. Why, why did Patty's Inn have to go? You know, the Poorhouse Bistro, the ridiculous move that they had to go through. Now, to be fair... It seems like they're in a better place, that whole littlest little Italy district. It's very cool, I dig it, but again, I really liked going to the poorhouse where it was. To see these local businesses get shafted for a development that at this point may never fucking happened. Like seriously, fuck you San Jose Council, fuck you Sam Licardo. you guys clearly aren't paying attention. Oh, okay, I felt good to get, off that, get that off my chest. And I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, in good news, merch news, the Sharks released new gear from Starter. Remember them? So, uh, but, however, and again, this isn't uh, on the Sharks. This is at, at large. I'm sorry. Dude, who's paying $100 for a hoodie? If you are, you have too much fucking money. Which is agitating when you see so many homeless people. $100 for a fucking hoodie. You've got to be kidding me. But hey, at least you get a choice other than fanatics. All right, uh, Kuda played two games. Uh, They they won them both. Good on them. Uh, Next... No, a three-two win over Bakersfield. Goals from Co tipping a in shot, Raska in tight, and an overtime, Cardwell buried a feed from Weisblatt. Krona stopped twenty-two at twenty-three, split uh, split goalie game. So, uh, is it Romanov or Romanov? What's this guy's name? Anybody know? I don't know. He stopped fifteen to sixteen. I believe it's Romanov. Okay. Uh, in their second tilt, CUDA hosted the Condors, got a 5-2 victory, courtesy of goals by Gushin, Bailey, Robbins, Gavanki, and Todd had an empty netter. Kuda posting four unanswered goals in this one. And just want to let you know, this coming season of the Pucknologists, you are not going to hear much in the way of CUDA Talk, as we will be saving those discussions for Ian, Jules, Mark, and Lacey when he's available to do the teal-tinted glasses Uh, hopefully we'll see some monthly check-ins with Nick Nolenberger. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's all how, uh, however Ian decides to run it, it shall be run. Uh, NHL related stuff. God damn, I got to plow through here. Uh, the great news for me, man. Adidas authentic NHL Jersey lawsuit advances over deception. This was the headline that I wrote or not wrote read. (laughs) uh, Adidas can't shake a proposed class action lawsuit, alleging it deceptively portrays authentic replica jerseys as the same ones the NHL players wear. So there was already a suit filed in Florida. That was tossed. Um, There was another one in Michigan. I can't really find anything about that. But for whatever reason, uh, the New York one is going forward. So, hell yeah. They removed... Claims of misrepresentation and fraud, but they left intact deceptive practices and false advertising claims. So there you go. Uh, NHL considers changes to digital ad boards after fan criticisms. The, the funniest thing to me on this whole deal was the NHL said it heard feedback from the technology, uh, or I'm sorry, heard feedback that the technology makes it easier to watch hockey games on television. It was certainly the vocal minority that complained. You've got to be kidding me! Name one. Name one. Is there a single person in here with us that thought that the digital ads enhance the viewing experience on TV? Not a single fan said this. I'm telling you. And the other thing is that there's talk about like making it look like a video game when a guy scores. Like all the digital ads will. Wiped away with a big goal thing, and but. <sighs> All right, so where where's the cap at right now? Because they're talking about preliminary projection for next season, eighty seven to eighty eight mil. So we'll call it eighty seven and a half. Where is it right now? Eighty
1: three. Eighty
0: So potentially going up three and a half to four and a half.
1: Uh, yeah, anywhere from yeah, anywhere from three and a half to yeah, four and a half.
0: Now, some people would say it doesn't seem like a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I, I, I think <laughs> I think the two-thirds of the
1: league that are having to use LTIR to survive would disagree.
0: Which, I go back to uh, Shimmick. You think uh, Shimmick's then is going to start on IR this season? No. It, well, it, um, injured reserve, I mean, maybe,
1: but injured reserve is only good for a roster spot, so... You know, they can keep up one of their other 9 million defensemen that they have. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, quantity of players, not dollars. Um, and but, you know,
0: <laughs> Dude, some you of these, know. some of the lines coming in about the digital ad boards. I mean, I mean, it just gave people with epilepsy seizures uh, great success. It enhanced my ability to not see the puck against the boards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to the cap.
1: No, I just think like you know, I, LTIR using LTIR only makes sense if you're right up against the cap. But like the where the sharks are, like the sharks have, and again, this is assuming nothing else changes, which we know it will. The sharks have 2.6 million in cap space. Like they don't need to put Shimmick on LTIR because they have the room to leave them there.
0: I'm I just I'm I'm dying to see. I mean. I understand Thrun is waiver-exempt, but how do you deny him? Right. You know? It's going to be gonna be, uh, gonna be okay. real fun to see how the opening night lines uh, shake out in the pairs. Who's well, sitting? and we'll see tomorrow what ends up happening. you right. right. Uh, for those who were uh, to remember the whole kerfuffle over the specialty jersey policies, blah, blah, blah. The league source did reinforce uh, how the intended purpose of the initial memo was to inform teams. They cannot wear specialty jerseys during the game in warmups or at an official team practice, which is, uh, somebody brought that up earlier that, you know, because the guys, they're supposed to be game-worn and blah, blah, blah. So I don't understand how they're going to get around that. But they're still going to be making them. You seem to be uh, down with the, the Los Tiburones one. I mean, I'm
1: down with all the specialty jerseys and I, and like, let's not pretend, let's not pretend like, oh, well, you know, um, the, the, you know, uh, the, the shark freak design really didn't sell. So we're not going to no. like, let's, let's not pretend like it's not what it is. Like the reason why teams are not allowed to wear specialty jerseys anymore is because the NHL is a bunch of fucking cowards. Like, that's what it is, Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, we, we can't hurt the peep. We can't hurt the feelings of the three people in the league who don't think that everybody has a place to belong and play and have fun, so let's just scrub the whole thing entirely. Like, I don't know, the NHL is just a bunch of fucking cowards on that front. And it's like, if you're not going to wear it in a game or warm ups or practice, well, when the fuck are you wearing them?
0: Absolutely. So, but next m- question. Well, my initial point was, <laughs> I, it seemed as though you, the the Los Tib ones that just were announced it seemed like out of all of the lost tibs this one seemed to be the one you were like yeah that's the best one so far
1: oh absolutely yeah the i mean i think all the lost tib ones are really cool but like these ones especially i felt like stood out to me and i saw i don't know if it was on twitter or discord but somebody pointed out that the crest and the shoulder patches um <laughs> The crest and the shoulder patches, they were designed and stylized in a way to look like a tattoo, which I didn't get that initially. But then when I read that, it made a lot of sense, and it made it seem even cooler to me. So I'm really bummed that they're not going to be utilized in more than probably just photo shoots, unfortunately.
0: Did you see the one patch, though? It's like a lowrider with a fin on it? Dude, I want a pin of that. Like, whoever's <laughs> in
1: charge of that, like, make it happen. <laughs> It better be a good pin too, not one
0: of those shitty pins. That <laughs> makes. It's like I love how you have definitive opinions about certain things. I have definitive opinions about a certain things. And you
1: know, you know what? The, what what percentage of the world do you think pin collectors make up? Probably not a big percentage. Oh sure, but but that percentage are tired of getting Chef. shit quality. And I'll I'll give you an example that has nothing to do with this show, but it's on my mind. <laughs> so across the league, across the league. NFL teams will do a—they'll do a pin of the game for all their games, right? Oh, and I've seen as a Niners fan, I, I've perused the Niners one just to see if any of them look cool. And the designs are cool, but the craftsmanship is not so great. It's—it's it's literally the the fanatic specialty where they just get a piece of metal, put a, a a pin on the back of it, and then print up a decal of whatever they want and slap it on the piece of metal and call it a day. Hey, hey, give us your twelve bucks. And the, Raider, the, Raiders, them, <laughs> the Raiders, the Raiders, specifically them, the Raiders, they, <laughs> the Raiders, their pin of the games, the craftsmanship is awesome. I love the craftsmanship so much because they're, they're not just the sticker decal slapped on a piece of metal. They're the, you know, the, uh, I don't know what to call them. So I just call them like the engraved pin, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Like the Raiders, they do those kinds of pins, and I think they're the craftsmanship is so much better. And I feel a lot better paying money for them because they look cool and they're well put together. And I see some people clearly agreeing with me that I know what I'm saying about pins. So, <laughs> you know, if you uh, if you uh, want to know more, um, maybe a, maybe a picture of my full collection will find its way in Discord after the show.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Oh, look at Chris coming in hot. I haven't seen him in a while. I had to wait for the game to be over after the Niners thoroughly embarrassed the Cowboys. Um, Marty asking, any thoughts on Hockey Canada's new dressing room requirements? I'm not aware of them. Are you? I was going to say, if you tell me what they are, I'll comment on them. Yeah. So, uh, Marty, sounds like a question for the Discord. So, coming up this week, the Sharks and the CUDA start their season. So, we'll see you next Sunday to start up. Uh, yet another season of the Pucknologist. Remember, we go live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, or we take over after dark on those rare Shark Sunday games, which if you're a jerk and you see that Sunday game starting at 2 o'clock, you're like, hell yeah. (laughs) You see that Sunday game starting at 7, you're like, (laughs) motherfucker.
1: Maybe we we should just get an AI program to put me in the show uh, coach. when it's when it's late i'm just saying like you know don't get me wrong i love staying up late as much as the next guy but you know when you got to get up for work in the morning like it's not fun yeah
0: know? that's a hard rule uh dank you looking for that link to the discord at um yeah Hawk- do it on twitter do it on pl-
1: twitter please because yeah. some random people will say like hey let me get in the discord and it's like i don't know who you are i've never heard of you like you know, give me some indication as to who you are. There you go. You don't need to give me your, you know, name, age, location, but just like, <laughs> you know, basically I want to verify that you're not someone who's trying to, you know. Be a tool. You know, unseat us from the inside.
0: <laughs> so on Twitter, like I said, you What's can. The, oh, dude, it's called
1: X now, AJ.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, dude, you know what? I refuse to upgrade the app. So it turns to that icon. So if you look at mine, dude. Exeter.
1: Exeter, whatever you call it now.
0: Uh no, dude. If Exeter. You, you look at mine, uh, dude, it still has the uh not that you can tell on the bottom left, but still has the uh the little the little blue uh blue with the white little birdie. I'm not fucking doing it. So on Twitter, follow him <laughs> at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong, but really, why fucking bother? Remember, though, to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comments section of this video if you didn't or weren't able to join us live. Um, But do me a favor, though, if you leave your thoughts, and I only bring this up because I remember this being an issue once or twice last season. Sometimes things get misconstrued. I get it. Um, So, you know, like maybe give somebody the benefit of the doubt. But it's it, my my point being is like if you're gonna leave your thoughts in the comment section, do us a favor. Don't hyper focus on one thing that we said. You know, it's annoying to see a five thousand word article or listen to a sixty minute podcast that covers so many different things, and then you see a comment about a single sentence. Now, if it's a correction, like Ian corrected me earlier about the Martin Jones, that's fine. It's, you know, that's that's getting information accurate. But if you were like down with everything we're talking about for ninety minutes, but one sentence triggered you, do something more productive than hyper focusing on it. You literally, you have better things to do.
1: Oh, I'll tell you straight up. If if anything, and I and and you know, if if you don't know which of my comments I made tonight, I'm referring to, go back and listen again. You know, but uh, if you got a problem with the opinions and views of uh, a certain podcaster that's currently speaking, maybe <laughs> this isn't the podcast for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you know what? The great thing about the world that we live in today, as opposed to whatever it was eight years ago, there are several to choose from now. So there you go. Uh but you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more included in the show notes. You can get everything on tealtownusa.com. But if you want access to that VIP Discord party, hit up hockey jerk on the Twitty. And uh remember to check out our friends. On After Dark, following every Sharks game this season. You know him. You love him. Puck guy. Really? Landy. <laughs> Jules. Uh, we, who Dana, else?
1: Mark, Kevin, Felix.
0: Where are we missed, I feel like... See, I feel terrible because I feel like we're missing somebody. <laughs> and I'm sure we probably are. But uh, anyway, uh, last... Looks for any questions, because we about to bounce, uh, for the two people that gave us the thumbs down, your prerogative.
1: Hey, you know what? Here's the thing.
0: But the people that gave us the thumbs up. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Think about it like this. So as you know, this is, and, and this is true, whatever your, whatever your medium is, you know, whether you are, you know, whatever kind of entertainment you're in, right. Reactions are good. If we did this podcast AJ in front of ten thousand people and all ten thousand of them booed us, guess what? They're reacting,
0: right? <laughs> right? That's right. We forgot, Ian. Evidently, <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. But
1: hey, who's who's we? Uh, <laughs> I never forget.
0: <laughs> oh my god! All right. Oh, and uh, as we get out of here, should probably um, make a, a little note for those of you who uh, regularly. Join us, and, and and of course, Chris dropping knowledge as he does can't be successful and have no haters. Just saying, good point. Um, but the point I wanted to make, is uh, I I don't want to like freak anybody out, but when Do we it. when we start next Sunday, uh, for the for the uh pot for the new season of the Puck it's going to be a little different. So I don't want anybody to freak out. You keep saying that, and you won't tell me what it is. <laughs> That's the best part. No, that is the worst part. <laughs> no, we're we're not going to be breaking shit down game by game anymore. We're, we're going to kind of look at it because that's what After Dark is for, right? You want to talk about the game in the moment. Well, we're just going to, it's going to be more of a broader view that, look, the Sharks played three games this week. They went one and two, and we'll talk about, All three in kind of one. It's almost treated like a nine-period game. We're going to talk about the good. We're going to talk about the bad. But we're not going to dive into the minutia of, what. well, you know, in this game, they had two power play goals. But in the next one, and the one after that, they couldn't score shit. But they let in three power play goals on each one of them. No, no, no. We're just going to say, hey, for the week, they went two for ten. So it's going to be a little, little more concise. In that regard.
1: More conversational.
0: <clears throat> yes, more conversational. So less minutiae, less CUDA, more conversational. And maybe get into um, taking a little, uh, maybe being a little more interactive with the chat. Maybe, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe reaching out beforehand and saying, hey, uh, it's 6 o'clock. We're going to go live at 7. If you have some specific questions about the week, tweet them in now so we can make sure to get to them at the time. Something along those lines. But again, this show does evolve as just like the the Sharks jerseys. So, mm-hmm. and uh, there you go. So uh, any final thoughts? Is uh, your now Sundays are, are dominated for the next six months?
1: My final thoughts are it's almost 9 p.m. and I'm hungry.
0: What are you thinking about getting?
1: You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't really got that far. I'm. It's <laughs> not for you to know. Not your business. No, you know, I, I really couldn't say. You know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of up in the air. Uh, I need to see. This is my move. This is my move right here. Is I'm gonna go. It, it'll depend on on what. Uh, it'll depend on what the uh, the old ball and chain says. Uh, Semi. <laughs> <Sammy! laughs> I'll go. I'll go to her and I'll say, Hey, you know, are you you hungry at all? And she'll say no. And then I'll say, "Are you sure? Doesn't X Y Z sound good?" And she's gonna be like, "Uh, "Okay, maybe." So, I feel you. know, maybe Uh, some Jack in the Box French fries. I don't know. Oh, curly's. No, God, no! What is wrong with you?
0: Uh, Dude, some people—it's—it's a love hate thing, brother. Curly fries. Similar to In and Out fries, love or hate.
1: In and Out fries are good, but I don't think that they are profound. Does that make
0: sense? Yes. But for you're the first person I've ever talked to where they're they, – they, they usually – not unlike this podcast, they evoke a very strong response, negative or positive. So there you go. You must think I work for the circus if you <laughs> – Not it, my circus, not my monkeys, but you, I know you, a couple you, of the clowns.
1: I was going to say, you, you, mu- you must think I'm a clown if you think I, I want curly fries. Same thing with sweet potato fries. Like you're telling me, I can pay more money for something that sucks. Like... <laughs> uh,
0: and with that, I should already also point out that tickets for the Sharks went up two percent this season.
1: <laughs> hey, tickets to this podcast are going to be through the fucking roof. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh, and speaking of, oh shit! You know what? I forgot. Of course, we left it till the very fucking end, and I totally forgot. Uh, Say it. Giveaways. We get. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, totally forgot. Everybody see my buddy Hurdle back here? Hurdle Bobble, Hurdle Bobs. So got uh, a good amount of these. Got a good amount of Sharks lunch boxes and a whole bunch of Sharks Uprising jerseys. And we're going to be giving those away all season long. Uh, every pucknologist this season will have some form of a giveaway. So Dude, you said
1: Uprising and I malfunctioned. Like
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> Completely. No, wait, what? That was the point. <laughs> so we'll be uh, there. Will be a giveaway every single pucknologist and uh, probably some after darks here and there. So wanted to let you know. So that's another reason to to pay attention. And uh, I know Jerk had a good time with the questions last season. It will be tough to come up with some new ones this season. But it really came down to predicting the future, right? So if you could pull that off and tell us, uh, you know, who was going to score the first power play goal that week. You know, that that makes it honest for everybody, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how it seemed like you liked it. And also, because,
1: again, we are fans of, well, at least I'm a fan of the sports betting here. Oh, yeah. If your answer is no power play goal, that is acceptable. Absolutely. That is, like, plus 10,000 odds, and you probably won't get it,
0: but it's on the table. (laughs) Just to let you know. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with the, hanging out with us for these two hours. And uh, if you enjoyed the Forty Nine er game earlier, and are just now checking us out, appreciate go that. Niners. Yeah, go Niners, man. Uh, I just want to. I just want to put it out there.
1: Uh, one of my good buddies is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, and hashtag die Eagles die. We, we we've been sna- we've been snapping it around about the old football, um, as you do, and uh, when
0: you're both undefeated.
1: He yeah Eagles are 5 and 0 Niners are 5 and 0 as you may or may not know. He fired off a little text to me um around maybe 30 or so minutes into the podcast. He said that the Niners look like the better 5 and 0 team. Ooh, week, thir- and coming, week And this is coming and this is Week
0: 13 is going to be serious, bro.
1: Well, and this is coming from an Eagles fan and I I don't want to generalize, but we know how Eagles fans can be, so
0: well, and the Eagles had a hard time with the Rams today. So I feel hard like
1: hard time with the dude, hard time with the Rams, hard time with the commanders, hard time with the Patriots.
0: Yeah. And, but I feel like this, um, this is becoming a different kind of podcast. So we should probably get out of here. Uh, Says you. <laughs> so join us on the discord. If you want to hear more talk about that, along with whatever food hockey jerk has decided to take for himself. So we'll see you next Sunday, 7 PM. We thank you so much for listening we're out, but I, oh, okay. Final, final word from Berg's. Did you guys predict the Stanley cup champion yet? Uh, no, we haven't. I'm going to say not San Jose jerk. Uh,
1: I think it's going to be a team that plays in the
0: NHL. I mean, would you put money on that? Yes. All right. I think I probably would too. Good night. Okay.